I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Mother Podcast. And this episode is my 100th episode. So I wanted to do something special for this episode. It took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to do. A while ago, like probably a couple months ago now, someone in my Facebook group who listens to the podcast was asking what episode 100 was going to be, and I still didn't know. This was during one of my Facebook Live Q&As that I do in my Facebook group, and I, I was still unsure, so I took some suggestions, and one of the ones was Day in the Life, which... I then kind of chuckled about for a couple of weeks because I thought that would be so boring. (laughs) The day in my life would be me waking up, looking at my phone, chatting with some of you for a little bit, getting ready, grabbing my coffee, going into my office and working all day with my one hour lunch break and little 15-minute breaks here and there to grab tea and chat with my husband, and then the kids coming home and us having family dinner and ending the night on the couch watching TV. So not the most thrilling day in the life that I could ever imagine, but for those of you who wanted a little glimpse, that's pretty much what it is. It's pretty typical. It's pretty simple, and... I just didn't feel like that would be the most fun episode ever. And I came up with a bunch of other different ideas and that kind of thing. And then one night was chatting with one of my friends and asking her, does the 100th episode really have to be something special or can it just be normal? And then immediately I was like, okay, I know it can be whatever I want it to be. I think I want it to be special and I just don't know what to do. At this point, I had the next four episodes topics already picked out after this one. And this was kind of the one that was like holding me up in my recording progress. And right as I was telling her that, it kind of dawned on me, oh, I could do an episode about the thoughts that have changed my life. And I decided to do 10 thoughts that have changed my life. I'm sure there's a lot more thoughts that have changed my life, but these were the first 10 that I thought of and they're spread out from college. The first one is in college all the way through 2018. So um, a couple years ago now, And what's fun about them here in my notes is that I feel like I can see so much of my journey, my personal development journey, my just growth as a human being in these 10 thoughts that changed my life. So I'm really excited to go through these with you and share them with you. And I hope one of them at least will 
really stick with you going forward. So the first one comes from a class that I took in college. I was a psychology major. I also studied marketing in college, specifically European marketing, which is really funny. It um, came with a trip to study abroad in Antwerp, Belgium, and I thought, hey, that is the coolest program ever, so I need to also be in this European marketing program. But in my psychology program, I learned so many interesting things. I took classes on marriage and philosophy and leadership and death and all of these personality, sensation and perception, like all of these really interesting things about humans, our brains, our lives. And this quote came from my psychology of leadership class. And I actually still have my textbook. When I was planning out this episode, I took a peek over at my bookshelf because I knew like the books that I decide to keep are ones that have pretty much changed my life in one way or another. So I picked this quote or this idea um, after seeing this book and remembering that this class really had an impact on me. And as much as the psychology classes were interesting, most of them still felt like courses. And this class really felt like a personal development seminar. So the quote, the thought from this psychology of leadership class that I took is, leadership isn't a position. It is who you are and what you do. So this is not a direct quote, I don't think, but this was kind of like the idea that has seeped into me that I really incorporated as my own thought. Before I took this class, I had always felt really called to leadership and also have this streak to me where I got really pissed off anytime I was not recognized. So one example of this was I had many retail jobs in college and I would often quit them when I felt like I wasn't recognized for the leader that I thought I was there um, or if I wasn't promoted or those kinds of things. It's funny to think about now, like clearly I was an entrepreneur, just not really cut out to work for other people, but that really showed during college and all of my retail jobs just feeling like you didn't promote me to key holder. I'm out of here. I'm going to the store across the hall. And it's funny to really think about that. What I love about this thought is I realized that I could be a leader in my own mind whenever I wanted and that I didn't have to wait for somebody to recognize me as a leader I didn't have to be chosen to be a leader. I didn't have to have a leadership position in an organization or anything like that. I could just be a leader to other people just because of who I am and how I am and what I do. So that one has really stuck with me. There have been a lot of times since then where I have gone after leadership positions and not gotten them and really come back to this thought to kind of anchor me in that I can be a leader whether I have a title 
of a leader or not. The next thought is from Gabby Bernstein. So this is several years later. This is um, after my second child was born. I was a stay-at-home mom. I was coming out of the fog of all of my postpartum mental health issues, and I got deeply into the world of online business, which is fun. I discovered Marie Forleo first, and she introduced me to Gabby Bernstein and many of the other people that we're going to hear quotes from over the rest of this episode. And I went through this period of time where I was binging so many YouTube videos, including all of Gabby Bernstein's at that time. And what I really took from her that still lingers with me now is this idea of both visualizing what you want and who you want to be and the life that you want to have and feeling the feelings of it right now. So now I understand this in a different way. I understand this in the concept of the model, but at the time that I heard this, it was being presented in the context of manifestation. And what I really had click in my mind in that moment was it's not just about picturing it. It's not just about anticipating what's coming or believing that it's coming. It's about feeling the feelings you will have later now. So if you imagine that you want to have a six-figure business, not just thinking someday I'm going to have a six-figure business, but imagining what am I going to feel when I have a six-figure business, feeling that now. And how this really came into play in my life that um, I think all of you are going to find interesting if you haven't heard of this before. I'm pretty sure I've shared it before though. So at this time in my life, I had two little boys. We were thinking about a third. I really wanted a daughter. Um, we did wait until I would be okay with a third boy, just to be clear. But I did a lot of this visualization work with my daughter. So before we conceived the baby, there was at least a five-month period, if not longer, where every single night before bed, I imagined every step of creating a daughter, like getting pregnant, finding out I was pregnant, being at the doctor's office, getting the ultrasound where they said it's a girl, her being born, me playing with her later, like all of these things. I have this like detailed visualization that I went through and really felt all of the feelings as if it were happening live in that moment. I often fell asleep doing this. So if you're a visualizer before bed and you fall asleep, don't worry. That's okay. But I really think it's interesting how many of the details from that visualization exercise came true. So both of my boys were born with a midwife in a birth center out of a hospital. And what's crazy is that when I went through this visualization, I just kind of pictured like generic doctor scenario for some reason. I don't know why I never had a baby that way. 
But then when I actually did get pregnant, I sought out some recommendations. Um, I needed to switch away from the birth center and I sought out some recommendations for a doctor and all of those things. And I ended up getting a male doctor, just like I pictured the ultrasound happened exactly as I pictured it. It was just like all of these crazy little, um, things that lined up with the visualization that I did that I wasn't even consciously trying to create. And I realized after the fact, so visualizing what you want and feeling the feelings of it now. The next thought is from Wayne Dyer, again, from the same time period where I was gobbling up all of this personal development stuff, watching everyone's YouTube videos, listening to all of Wayne Dyer's audiobooks. The thought from him is you'll see it when you believe it. This one was transformational for me because I think it allowed me to see how the manifestation type principles that I had been exposed to that felt a little magical and a little out there to me were really connected into the brain science that I have learned in school. So for me, this idea of seeing it when you believe it is all about confirmation bias, which is a psychological principle. If you haven't heard of it before, basically whatever you think or believe, your brain is going to go to work to show you evidence that that is true. So another way to think of this is your thoughts create your reality. Your thoughts determine how you experience the world around you. And this one was just really great for me to help me learn that directing my thoughts in a certain way could shift my experience immediately. And again, this is another area where this was kind of a precursor for the model for me and was really priming my mind for that moment when I did learn about the model, but really showing me that my thoughts kind of conformed the reality, like the circumstances around me to be what I thought they were, if that makes sense. So if I was feeling gratitude and feeling like my life was wonderful and abundant, I would see more evidence that that was true. If I was feeling lack and scarcity and feeling like there was never enough and I was unhappy and those kinds of things, I would find evidence for that. The next thought once again, from the same time period, this was like 2013, I think. I was just gobbling up all of the things that I could. This one is from two people. So I heard it from Mastin Kip, who um, is a life coach who I was following at that time. And this quote is from, I'm afraid I'm going to butcher this, so you can all chuckle along as <laughs> As I make my way through, but it is Aung San Suu Kyi, I think. And the quote is, if you're feeling helpless, help someone. This quote changed so much for me. At this time, I was feeling really unfulfilled in a lot of areas in my life. I was a stay-at-home mom. 
I had never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. It wasn't really like a conscious choice. Like a lot of you really desire to be a stay-at-home mom and really want to set up your life and your business so that you have the freedom to do that. That isn't how it worked out for me. I was in grad school and moving across the country when I had my first baby and then had such mental health issues and all of that. I never established a career out of the house here in Colorado. And I definitely tried (laughs) during this time period for sure. I was applying for jobs. I was going to interviews and not getting hired anywhere. And there was a lot of times that I felt unfulfilled in motherhood, guilty for feeling unfulfilled in motherhood, frustrated, um, really questioning, like, how did this end up being my life? How did I get here? Why did I make these choices? Those types of thoughts. And this one really helped me to shift out of that. And this is a thought that I still come back to every time I feel bad. This is a thought that allows me to instantly shift out of feeling bad, whatever kind of bad it is, whether it is depressed, hopeless, um, anxious, frustrated, whatever it might be, the full spectrum, right, of the emotions we don't really love to feel. When I feel those, I think this thought, I've really connected my negative feelings to this thought so that my negative feelings trigger this thought most of the time. And then I look for opportunities to help other people and get my focus off of myself. Something that my current coach says a lot and references a lot is a idea from Tony Robbins that we suffer when we're thinking of ourselves and we can end suffering by thinking about other people. I think it's a really same, similar concept to if you're feeling helpless, help someone. And this one has just always been, ever since I heard it, something that I feel like I can really hold on to when I feel like I'm in the emotional storm. So put that one in your back pocket and give it a shot. The next one is from what I now call my favorite book of all time, Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. It is a book about writing. I recommend you all read it, especially if you don't think you're a writer. I think it is a fantastic book. So many things in it really shifted me profoundly at the time that I read it. I actually ended up keeping the book from the library and they made me pay $20 for it. And now every time I'm in a used bookstore or a thrift store or anything like that, if I see a copy, I buy it. I'm just obsessed with this book. It is so good. The concept that came to my mind when I was coming up with these 10 thoughts is the idea of creating a shitty first draft. That's exactly what she says in the book, and it just spoke to me immediately. I don't know if it was a phrase I had ever used before, but it felt like it was. You know, like when you have these little like inside jokes with yourself and somebody else says it, you're like, yes, me too. And I felt that way when I heard her say or 
saw her write, read her words, shitty first draft. So the premise here is when you have something to do, just getting started, being willing to do B minus work, being willing to just get something on the paper and not have it be amazing. Just put it out, take that first step, not try to hold on to all of it in your mind where it is this big overwhelming thing that you'll never get done. I think that idea has served me so much in my business, especially. I feel like I used to, as a writer, like in school and that kind of thing, really pride myself that I would just like write once. (laughs) And anybody out there who is a writer is cringing now, but I am a strong writer. So really like I could just write once and it was good enough. And after reading this, I've gotten to this place now where I approach writing really differently. I'm a lot faster. I just literally, every time I sit down, if I have that moment where I'm like, I don't know how to start, I just like throw a sentence out there just to get going. And then I go back and edit. Although for all of you in my Facebook group, you may have noticed that almost every single post has a typo in it these days because I am really committed to B minus work and just getting things done and really focusing more on the meat of what I'm delivering than the packaging that it's in. So this book and this idea really had a huge impact on me. Um, So I highly recommend, again, that you read Bird by Bird. Next thought. This one's from Byron Katie. So I can't remember how I first heard of her, probably back in the Marie Forleo, Gabby Bernstein days, but she, I guess she's a life coach. You know, now that I say this, I'm like, I don't even know what she calls herself. I don't think it matters, but she has this tool called The Work, and it's a series of questions that she takes people through, and one of them really stuck with me, and it is, who would you be without this thought? And when I first read her book, Loving What Is, I don't know that I was fully ready for the concepts in there like I am now. I wasn't fully open to the concepts in there like I am now. And I think that's okay. I think I still was really impacted by her work without being fully ready for all of it, without being fully bought into all of it. So I encourage you to check out her work as well and kind of let it be okay if part of you is like, nope, and part of you kind of like some of it. The thought here is this idea, who would you be without this thought? And for me, this really opened the door to thoughts being optional and the thoughts that you choose really mattering. So now I see these concepts and her teachings in the lens of the model. Now I have this recognition that our thoughts create our feelings and that the facts of the situation are different than our thoughts. And I think 
those were the concepts that she was really helping me to warm up to. Again, this idea that we can choose our thoughts and we can determine our reality based on what we're choosing to think. And this concept that you can be different and your life can be different and your feelings and your experiences can be different based on what you think. I think there's so much power there and it's so interesting how many of the teachers here in this list had this same kind of idea. Like I can just see everywhere I turned, I was bumping up against this idea and then I finally found Brooke Castillo who brought it all together for me in a really interesting and great way. All right, the next thought that changed my life. This one, I am listing two people. Again, I'm listing Andrea Owen and Amy E. Smith. These ladies are both life coaches. Andrea Owen was the first life coach that I ever paid to coach me. And after that, I went on a retreat with Andrea and her best friend, Amy Smith, and then a third life coach. And this thought really came from a time in my life where I was working with Andrea and I was listening to her and Amy's podcasts really often. The thought is, I have a body. So this was around body image, around my relationship with myself, and this idea of bridge thoughts. So most of you probably have this awareness that there are negative thoughts that we think that make us feel terrible. And then there are positive thoughts that we aspire to think, and we aren't really sure how to get there. I love using body image and our relationship with ourselves as the example for making this shift in our thoughts because I think it is so clear and this is something that these life coaches really taught me was shifting from this like I hate myself, my body is disgusting, I'm disgusting, um, I'm hideous, you know, like whatever these thoughts are, you don't shift from I'm disgusting to I am a gorgeous woman, or I'm a sexy goddess, or whatever it is, right? I am beautiful, whatever it is. We don't make that kind of shift. We just, like our brain just typically can't make that big of a leap. And what I love about I have a body is that it takes all of the emotion out. It strips out all of the emotion out of the thought. It's totally neutral and it allows you to get out of negativity into just being neutral. And from there, you're able to make some baby steps into positivity until you go as far as you want to go with it. So I really encourage all of you who feel like you have some thoughts that you're ready to shift and you have no idea how, find the I have a body equivalent. Find that bridge thought. Even now, sometimes I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, 
<laughs> cellulite, lumps and bumps and who knows what, right? And I will still come back to this thought. I have a body. This is a human body. <laughs> and it strips out all of that hate, all of that negativity, all of that pain right out. And it allows me to shift into a place where I see myself as a human and my body as kind of irrelevant to the work that I'm doing in the world. Not that I don't want to take care of myself. I definitely do, but it helps me to shift into that place where I recognize that this is a human body and for this human brain to continue to be my moneymaker, I need to take care of this human body. And it really focuses me in on what's important. What's important is loving myself, taking care of myself, nourishing myself, not beating myself up. Next thought is from Brene Brown, and this is the concept of marble jar friends. So I think I've shared before, I used to struggle a lot with adult friendships um, I was always one who bonded very quickly and intensely to like one person growing up. I would always have like a best friend and that was kind of how I rolled and I would build those relationships really quickly. I remember like even in college, like I would usually like meet somebody, have like a sleepover with them like where we would either stay at one or the other person's house, we would talk all night long and we would be best friends forever after that. And it was just like this like intense, fast connection. And for those of you with children, you may have noticed that is not how you make friends. You don't just meet somebody and then spend 24 hours with only them and then your best friends forever. That is not how that works. And that was a rude awakening for me. And I had many failed friendships with other women, other moms. Um, I felt like I just didn't know how to do it. And what I see now is that I picked several emotionally unavailable women to try to be friends with. And this idea of the marble jar friend from Brene Brown really helped me to choose good friends, to be a good friend, and to be able to have really fulfilling adult friendships. So the overall premise here, it is in, I think, almost all of her books. She tends to repeat her concepts. So what I always used to tell my clients when I was a life coach was like, read one of her books. Just look at all the titles and pick the one that jumps out to you and you can't go wrong. So feel free to do that for sure. They're all great. This idea is that there's kind of this jar in our minds. She, This was something from her daughter's classroom, so that's where she came up with it. But with regards to our friendship, there's kind of this jar in our mind. And anytime we make a connection with somebody, anytime we share something vulnerable, something sensitive, something we're a little bit nervous to share and we feel supported by them. We feel heard, acknowledged by them. They are trustworthy with what we share. We feel like they get us and like it goes over well with them. We put a marble in that jar 
and trust builds, the friendship builds. And the more experiences you have like that, where you've risked a little, you've been a little vulnerable and they were there for you, the more marbles go in the jar. And over time, you have this jar full of tons of marbles. Like you've really built a lot of trust into this friendship and there's somebody who's really earned the right to hear more from you. I think she says, earn the right to hear your story. Like sometimes we just... We have these parts of us that we don't share with the entire world, but we have these marble jar people in our lives who have earned that right, who really are in that inner circle of trust in our life. So that one, totally different philosophy of friendship building, and that one has served me a lot. All right, the next one, it's from Brooke Castillo. And it is, your partner is just there for you to love. This idea, this thought changed my entire outlook, perspective, and approach to my marriage. It changed everything for me. This taught me how to have a satisfying marriage. This taught me how to feel love all the time. This taught me how to be so, so happy with my partner. Really, really such a powerful idea when you think that your partner is only there for you to love them and nothing else, not there to make you happy, not there to fulfill your needs and your wants and your desires and your fantasies. They're just there for you to love. And all the other stuff is your own job. Obviously, we have needs that our partner will be so happy to meet, right? And wants that they will be so happy to meet. But not expecting more than them being there to love is just, it is something that has changed everything for me. So if you want to dig deeper into that concept, she has two podcast episodes that I got this from that, like I said, totally changed my life. Love 2.0 and How to Be a Good Mate. I recommend these to everybody who ever talks to me about their relationship. So you should absolutely go check those episodes out. Her podcast is called the Life Coach School Podcast. Final thought that changed my life. This one is from my current business coach, Stacy Bayman. And this is something that I heard from her in 2018, right around the time we first started working together. And this one's all business. This one is, there are five people ready to say yes to you right now. This one totally changed how I showed up in my business forever. This idea that people really wanted what I offered motivated me in such a different way. And I would love for you to kind of try on this thought. There are five people ready to say yes to you right now and see how different you feel and act when you really believe that is true. That is a powerful, powerful thought. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed these 10 thoughts that changed my life. This is over a decade 
journey that we have just gone through of my own personal development. And it was fun to revisit these and to recommend some great books and podcasts to you. I hope that at least one of these ideas is something that you will carry forward with you beyond listening to this podcast and that it will become one of the thoughts that changed your life. And I would be so honored if that happened, that I was able to introduce you to one of those thoughts. All right. If you want to connect with me further, I would love to see you over in my Facebook group if you aren't already there. It's called Online Business Building Mamas. It is for all you ladies out there. You can come over to bit.ly slash join mama to request to join bit.ly slash j-o-i-n-m-a-m-a. I would love to see you there. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.